presence is the most important thing. And the same with marriage too. Giving my children the honor of my eyes instead of the, you know, the top of my head looking down at a phone. That's a really big struggle. But I think that that would cover a whole gamut of things. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today, we have a treat for you. We have Stephen and Amanda Miller. That's right. Family of nine. Miller, party of nine, both, coming at you. So seven kids, both biological and adopted. Yes. Their story is amazing. Yeah, it just, we're only a family of four. We I have, don't know how they do it. We have so much to learn from them. Imagine even trying to get restaurant reservations. Uh, no. Bonkers. It uh, is. We were fortunate enough. They recently moved to Nashville. So we did this episode in person, which is always a rare treat. We had them over for lunch. Then we sat down with them. And boy, did I, did I enjoy getting to know them. They had such cool perspective on the meaning of family and how it all blends together. And just hearing how, hearing about each and every one of their kids it was just really cool. I feel like we have a lot to learn. <laughs> anyway, so thank you, Stephen and Amanda, for joining us. It was a true pleasure, and we're excited to uh, see our friendship grow. If you want to find out about the Miller family, we'll link all their information down below. And we got to do a comment of the week. One second. So today's comment of the week comes from last week's episode. There's a lot of people who were excited about the Phil Donahue, Marlo Thomas <laughs> interview. Rightfully so. I'm still geeked that we we got that to happen. But uh, let's see. Cole Batan says, fantastic interview. Love Phil Donahue and Marlo. Valerie says, oh my gosh, such a beautiful episode full of wisdom. I loved it. And then Dan says, Sean, you look amazing. You're a great mom, daughter, okay. and overall person. Thank you, And he Dan. says that I'm also a lucky guy. So <laughs> okay. thank, you for the, thank you for the reminder. <laughs> Uh, that is actually what a pleasant derivative effect of social media in my life where I am so often reminded of how lucky I am to be re to be married and in a relationship with you. I will say I am reminded on the daily as well. Baby. Is that right? There are girls well. just, they just want you. <laughs> <laughs> Not kidding. Uh, the amount of times I get asked if you have a single brother. I do. You don't. Almost, pretty much. You don't. Are we counting you don't. dating? You don't. Okay. Well, that this, this is a debate for another time. Oh my gosh. Anyway, we always enjoy seeing your feedback. Thank you so much for being consistent listeners. And we love having you around. So keep it up. And before we get started, if you haven't, please subscribe to the show, whether you're listening on YouTube or on podcasts, and give it a rating. We love seeing it. So let's get to it with Stephen and Amanda Miller, shall we? Let's do it. Well, Great. first of all, it's an honor to meet both of you. Same. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thanks Good for coming. <laughs> I feel like you're one of the first people in person that we've had in oh that's so cool a year oh, yeah so, it's so weird to think about that yeah so crazy wow which is even weirder we're mixing worlds because we literally got covid tested 10 minutes before you guys like arrived <laughs> oh so, wow that's yeah that is a good thing or bad like we might have COVID it's just blending world no <laughs> okay. i don't know what we got covid tested huh. oh, yeah. yeah we yeah. have something to good tell life. you yeah. <laughs> you're hanging don't out here for with us for the next two weeks I'm curious. I just watched uh, on your channel, Stephen. Yeah. You guys went to Disneyland? Uh, Universal. Universal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Even better. Harry Potter World. Yeah. yeah. Harry Potter World. It was amazing. Loved it. Harry Potter World changed my life. Isn't it yeah. incredible? Oh, I'm so fun. still waiting for my acceptance letter from the owl. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's my dream in life. Is that a thing? I'm that sorry, would be amazing. So everybody else is. Have you watched the movies? Wait, hang on a second. You I've never been to Universal. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, no. We all just got it. Because I was about to. 
<laughs> I say we've watched it start to finish like four times. <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen it. There's an owl, babe, in the movie. Okay, fair. Okay, uh, now I know. Now I'm on board. I'm just okay. catching up. Okay. My point in bringing that up was you, the whole time you did a British accent. Yes. Yeah. Can you just give us a run through of what that sounds like? Well, basically, I mean, I've got a lot of friends in the world who are not from America. And apparently I've got quite a muddled accent. It's a bit of an amalgamation of all the different areas and regions in the UK. And um, it sounds a bit like a London Cockney accent, but it's not quite that either because there are some like northern regions and things like that. And so, it, it you know. It's a little crazy. It's sometimes. pretty good, dude. I it's think it's great. crazy. And like it, the, the comments in the, in the YouTube are like kind of mixed reviews. Yeah. So like good. That's not what we sound like, you crazy yeah. bloke. I thought yeah. I was picking up some Irish at some point during the video. <laughs> yeah, but. you know, it, it, it depends. Because like sometimes like Northern England sounds a bit like Ireland or mm. Scotland or Australia. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, it's mixed up. What a, what a tough I thing said about. glasses in the video and they were like, oh, that's definitely like more like Irish or, or North. It's actually glosses. <laughs> oh my I would love to hear the story of how you two first met. I don't know if he was using the accent, Amanda, or not. But I know the first no. date was prom. Do I have that? Yeah. Right? Was first, yeah good. You wow. did your homework, I, man. Um, yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah, we met in high school. We were high school sweethearts. So uh, he's two years older than me. So it was his senior year. And I was a sophomore. And I was just sitting in the lunchroom hanging out with friends and he really abruptly just sat down next to me and he said <laughs> my dude hey i'm steven and i was like oh nice oh. to meet you and you guys are how old in high school um so i was 15 at the time okay 15 and 17 yeah oh, about huh. to turn eight. so yeah. kids so babies sophomore, mm -hmm. sophomore in, and senior yeah. okay yeah. yeah so i was about to turn well I wasn't quite about to turn because it was the fall. I really like sort of pursued her the whole fall and asked her to go to a play with me. And okay. she was like, yeah, sure. And so then I called her one night. And I, I didn't like, know he thought, hey, I'm on date. your street ready to pick you up. And she's like, for what? <laughs> I, I, I thought he had said like a group of us are going to go. Would you want to? And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe. And then um, we had different expectations. I ended up babysitting that <laughs> night. I felt terrible. And he thought it was going to be like this first date. And I, I had no idea. So, so um, I was kind of like, mm, she's not interested. <laughs> yeah. But I kept on keeping on. <laughs> My dude. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Man. Yeah. I knew you were interested when you asked me to prom though. So yeah. April yeah. 30th was our, our dating anniversary. We officially became boyfriend and girlfriend. I gave her a note that said check yes or no. You remember no, you your dating not. anniversary? That's <laughs> it, man. Well, it was Funny. a week after prom. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Know. Well, and it's high school. It's Everything high school. is right. so monumental there. Do you remember yes. our dating anniversary? I do not. June CMA Fest. Okay. That's all I know. Fair. CMA Fest. <laughs> yeah. But again, everything in high school is like, it, it's, it it's really, a yeah. huge She's my first girlfriend. So it was yeah. like really what? for me yeah. like, ooh, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which still, I mean, it's still amazing. Wait, oh, so married now how many years? 18 years on May 17th. Yeah. Amazing. So. How far your hair's come too, Steven? <laughs> I was looking at that prom picture from back the in the spiky day. Hair. Oh, yeah, yes. spiky hair. Yes. Oh my gosh. Time. Mad Men is really what changed the game on my hair because they started doing the little comb thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's the hair I had when I was a child, but I'm going to give it a shot again. And, <laughs> you know, it's a little of both worlds now. You've been in the parenting game a while. You kind of yeah. just jumped right in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Well, so we didn't necessarily plan on becoming parents as young as we did. And honestly, it was really scary for us at first. Yeah. So 
we had a lot of questions like how how are we going to do this and are we going to be okay i just looking back i i remember just having a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. and honestly our daughter is literally one of the greatest blessings she's amazing ever yeah. i mean it just completely changed the course of our lives mm-hmm. and i looking back i wish i could like you know give myself a hug back then because yeah. i was just so scared but being parents is just like literally one of the greatest blessings on earth so now if you don't mind so we have covered every topic within our relationship world yeah you got pregnant when you were 17 17 yeah and what goes through your minds as you're dating as 17 (laughs) and 19 Mm -hmm. year olds how how do you tell your parents uh, what scary. goes through your mind? <laughs> oh, Do you immediately yeah. talk about marriage? Like, how was mm-hmm. it that you kind of got through that milestone sure. I think to your beautiful first, baby girl? Yeah, I think we first were a little nervous that my dad was going to kill Steve. I thought I was dead. <laughs> I was pretty sure. So, kind of story goes, like, she was at my apartment. She was working for me at the time, actually, which is probably a big no-no, but nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. She, she went home not feeling well. And I smelled I said, the pizza sauce. Go to, and my, I was like, oh. go to my apartment. You can just hang out yeah. there. So, you know, she says, hey, you should pick up a pregnancy test on the way home. So I'm like, okay, oh, that's, dude. that's that's scary, but okay. All right. As a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set to be specific. So with Drew and Jet, and bear we try to have really intentional playtime, and that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life i love with kiwico that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in so each box this one's the colorful chemistry set um this has to do with science but especially with bear it can be really hard with a four-month-old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old and i love in these crates they actually have cards that say here are activities or things you can do specific to bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is i love kiwico there's always something new for kids to discover like learning about the science of ice cream engineering robots or doing science experiments which our kids have loved recently sean is currently holding as she said the colorful chemistry kit which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids they look forward to their new crate every month and this one kept him really engaged we got to experiment with mixing oil and water mixing different colors and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess. So it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you. So you can spend quality time tackling projects together redefine learning with play explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with kiwico get 50 percent off your first month of any crate at kiwico.com when you use code couple that's 50 percent off your first month at k-i-w-i-co.com promo code couple so i go into the you know h-e-b which is the grocery Wait, store there okay i'm sorry i just had to stop real quick 19 your reaction is like that's scary but okay well sure yeah so so i, I go up to the the register and was like yeah you know my wife is uh feeling not so great so you know i'm gonna pick up and the guy just like yeah you know. so i go home i'm like here i gotta go to i gotta gotta go to class 
you know, call me if you need anything. Yeah, he so, was going to be late for his night class, so he didn't even stick around. I, I like, had to I'll get just a class. take this and let you know. Oh, no. She calls me as I'm pulling in to the campus, and she's like, you need to come home. You know, you turn oh speed God. as fast as I can back to the apartment. Yeah. And we just kind of cried, and and um, and we're like, well, we got to go tell your parents. I mean, it was that night we told them. Yeah. And Good they were out at the barn, and uh, we we walked up, and we didn't even have to say anything. Because we never really hung out out at my parents' house. It was always kind of over at his apartment. And so I think they kind of knew when we walked up early in the evening, mm-hmm. like, okay, they want to talk about something. Well, um, I don't know if cursing's allowed on the podcast. But go for it. Her dad goes, oh, shit. He knew something. He knew, you know, yeah. and, her, and her mom knew immediately. She starts crying. Oh. She just goes straight to Amanda. Gives me a big hug. Gives her a big hug. And they compose themselves, and he looks up and says, "Well, one thing's for sure: you're keeping the baby." Wow! I was really, I I was really nervous about what their reaction would be because I knew my parents were really supportive, but until you're in that moment and Mm -hmm. you are facing something you never thought that you would have to face, like there's just all these scenarios that go through your Mm -hmm. mind, and so it was really reassuring to see. Yeah. My parents really just wrap their arms around us and be mm-hmm. so supportive and encouraging. He and gave me my first job, like I, w- I mean, my first real job. I was mm-hmm. running a pizza shop. Yeah, I was running a snow cone stand before that. Like, and I was going to be a famous wing. musician. You know, that's kind of mm-hmm. my plan. So he's like, "Let me give you a real job." You know, so he sort of taught me to be a man. My dad wasn't really in my life, and and so he kind of became my dad, which is. You joked about so the famous grateful. musician, the famous musician thing. Like you're not a famous musician. But, but, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, he, he basically told me when we were dating. He said, "I defy you to <laughs> try to marry my daughter and be a musician." Like he had been a musician. <laughs> he had been a musician for years and just knew how hard it was. So he yeah. was mm-hmm. like, you know, he was, uh, you like, need a backup horn plan. player for Willie Nelson. Like Whoa, he what had kind the? of done the whole deal. Sick. Like, yeah. And uh, he was just like, you know, you're going to ruin your life if you do this. And I'm like, it's a different kind of music. He you came know? around since, he did. Yeah, yeah. since then. So. But uh, there's there's something. I, I feel like a parallel you can make between when you pick up a pregnancy test and you're waiting to find out yeah. whether mm-hmm. you're pregnant or yeah. not. It's similar to, except on the opposite end of the spectrum of like buying a lottery ticket. Like you get all these yeah. thoughts of uh-huh. like, yeah. oh my God, well, this is the, yeah. this is going to change my life. And uh, yeah. this is yeah. great. But with pregnancy, it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How is this going to change my life? Everything. Yeah. yeah. What is it about parenting that like the first child is just like so daunting and there is an anxiety. Yeah. I think it's the unknowns. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just so many questions and you've yeah. never done it before. So I think there is naturally a lot of anxiety to it. And for us yeah. being so young, I think added another layer to it. So, I mean, we, yeah, I'm just so glad, honestly, looking back, yeah. I'm like, I'm so glad that we, we did have our kids really young. Obviously yeah. we're, we were still having kids like, you know, yeah. Well, well it's after funny because we had but, one and, and I was like, man, this is great. Like, I'm going to be yeah, 38 empty nester. <laughs> As though we weren't going to have any more kids, yeah. you know. And then we got pregnant with number two. And I was like, but I kind of just wanted one. <laughs> and then yeah. it's like, well, you better get used to it because we're going to have more than one. You've got, already got two. Yeah. You know? like, okay, fine. I just, yeah, one day he said, like, I think I'm really good with like one kid and i was pregnant with our second one at the time i was like we've got a second one on the way you might as well say two yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh so i was like but still 40 you know i'll be 40 empty nester you know yeah and now you're and gonna be uh, an empty nester at how old 
Well, it depends. Yeah. We're <laughs> having okay, wait. Okay. I've got a lot of questions. Before we do that, can you roadmap like how many kids? Seven yeah, kids? Seven yes. kids. Yeah. And their ages and kind of yeah. how they played out real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Ages 17, 15, 15, 14, 13, 7, and 5. Yes. Okay. So do you want to take that one? Or you yeah. Yeah. So our daughters, our two biological daughters are about two and a half years apart. Okay. And the 17 um, and 15. 17 and 15. Okay. Yeah. And uh, when they were about seven and five, we um, had really been looking into the adoption process and we had gone through like foster care training and that kind of thing. And so um, ended up just pursuing adoption and um, adopted our two oldest sons from Ethiopia and they were a sibling groups, so they were five and three at the time. Mm-hmm. And so they're all kind of close in age. And when they had been home for a couple of years, we ended up having our uh, son, Ethan, who's a biological son. And Found out you were pregnant with him. Yeah. we. I, I actually got really Jeez. sick. I had several miscarriages and yeah. just had a, a lot of health year. problems. Yeah, and what is the, the MTHFR? And so that was causing a lot of miscarriages and just a lot of health problems. But I ended up getting a diagnosis for that and was able to get on the right supplements. And at the same time as the diagnosis, I found out I was already pregnant with our son. So that was really amazing because I probably would have miscarried mm-hmm. him if I hadn't gotten yeah. that diagnosis at that time. Yep. So he, we call him our miracle baby. He's And yeah. he was number five. He's number five. Mm-hmm. But that's Hurricane Ethan. Hurricane yeah. Ethan. Yeah. We named him Ethan after a worship leader in the Psalms, of course, because I'm a worship leader. Love yeah. it. And uh, his name means faithfulness. Like it talks about the faithfulness of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we, we felt like that was pretty fitting. Yeah. Plus also Mission Impossible. and. Yeah. And he's Hurricane Ethan. When he was about three years old, we were kind of evaluating, like, uh, are we done? Do we want to have any more kids? And by now you are 22, 23 years old? Uh, at that point, yeah, I, I was, was 30. 30. Okay. Something. Okay. Yeah. 33. Dang. 35. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is 2017. Yeah. yeah. So, they, well, 2016, I yeah, guess. Yeah, because the kids have been process. home for three years. But Ethan was three, and so we were talking about that. We were like, you know, if we we're going to have any more kids, we'd probably like to adopt again because there's just such a need. And uh, when we brought our sons home from Ethiopia, it was just such an eye-opening experience. Yeah. And so we really felt like that would be the right choice for our family. And we were actually looking into older child adoption because mm-hmm. uh, we knew that there was a lot of amazing kids that don't get adopted because mm-hmm. they're older. And so uh, we were looking into adopting an older child from China. We had a lot of friends who had adopted from China and so felt like that might be a good fit for our family. So we were matched with our daughter Penelope, who's right there in between Reese and Kira. And so they're, they're very close in age. And so we were about halfway through that process. Mm-hmm. And there, there was a lot of reasons for oh this. But I really felt like we were supposed to, to adopt two children. And I was like, China. Hmm, I'm not really feeling that. <laughs> he was like, nervous. Because <laughs> when it came time to adopt, I was like, babe, we're great. We've got room for one more in our suburban. Yeah. We're yeah. good to go. Like, we've got room, you know, in our house for another kid. Like, we, we can do this, you know. And yeah. so this was changing the game. We were going to have yeah. to get a bigger vehicle. As you guys saw the van outside, that's the only suburban. <laughs> And sick Nissan called the party wagon. Hey, and, uh, you had one growing up. Yeah, yeah, no, but theirs is next level. It's, I, uh, it's very mullet-like yeah. in nature. It's oh like party, gosh. you know, party in the back, business in the front. Like, yeah. It's just kind of got, 
you know that like we, we picked that van because it, it gets the job done without maybe you putting like devious purposes onto our intentions or something <laughs> oh like gosh. that. You know, like we're not uh, going to take your kid to anything but soccer. Park. Soccer <laughs> soccer. Yeah. Does yeah. it also have like, a, a sound barrier between the, the adult wish. seats in the back? That's what, <laughs> we need to do that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good uh, idea. Yeah. So I was really thinking that we were supposed to bring home two children. I was having dreams about it. We were having all these weird encounters with other people. It was just, it felt very apparent to me, but he was like, I really need to pray about this. Yeah. And at the time for China adoptions, you could only adopt two unrelated children on a case-by-case basis. So mm-hmm. you needed approval from your agency and you needed approval from the Chinese government. And mm-hmm. so we asked our agency, hey, what would that look like? And they said, well, you know, we would need to do like a lot Here's more a psych training. evaluation. We need to make actually, sure you're not yes. crazy. We they, actually they wanted to do, do like a, a mental test. Yeah. Which you'd think they would have done that for one child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even, yeah. even yeah. more deep dive and make sure we're not crazy. Yeah. They <laughs> ended up saying after a, like a lot of training and kind of jumping through some hoops that if the Chinese government approved our family, mm-hmm. that they would approve us as well. And so that actually took several months of kind of waiting and not hearing back. And I was thinking, okay, they, yeah. they're they going to tell us no. And uh, I remember one evening we were getting ready to go to dinner with some friends and I just had this sinking feeling. I was like, why did I feel so sure that we were supposed to bring home two children? And uh, I was like, that's it. You know, I just, I don't feel like I need to hope for this anymore. We haven't heard anything back. Mm. And I was standing in my bathroom crying while I'm brushing my hair and he he's has his phone open and he gets a ding and it was literally an email an email coming in mm-hmm. from our agency and they said Whoa. China said yes. What? So that was our that was our sign. You said like yeah. if, if they say yes and yeah. our agency says yes, then that will be our sign that we're supposed to bring home. That's kind of it. I was like, man, I'm still not like getting a lot of clarity on this thing, but like here's what I know. Our agency will probably say no. China will probably say no. So if both of them say yes. That'll be a sign from God that happen. Yeah. And you that's know? your son. And your youngest son. Our youngest son, Lincoln. Yeah. And okay. our second oldest daughter now. Yeah. So we adopted Penelope oh. and Lincoln at the same time. They're 12 and... Well, they were 12 and 2 when we adopted them. Now they're 15 and 5, so... So oh. you went from, like, not hearing anything to, like, okay, you got approved, and mm-hmm. then you got two more kids who join how quickly after that? Because that's, I mean... It was, like, <laughs> yeah, six was, months after. It was December that we got hey. the go-ahead. Mm-hmm. And Crazy. then it was August when we traveled to get them, so... Yeah, that's right. Pretty wild. Let's take a quick break. Okay. Can I dive in? Because I, I really <laughs> want to, I have so many questions. <laughs> yeah. It's your show, babe. So you got it. Okay. You got <laughs> I think, okay, we've had so many people ask about adoption. Yeah. It's something that I love. And I think there's so many fears. Yes. About blending families, mm-hmm. about bringing home not an infant, but like an mm-hmm. older sure. kid, especially when you have a pre-existing family. Mm-hmm. You had your first baby when you're 17. 18 probably and then all of a sudden you're like we want this family we want this very large family (laughs) and you dove in head first what what fears did you face in adopting your first two and then five down the road adopting penelope and bringing in you know an older like what how was that dynamic and what were those conversations like i think we were pretty prepared as as prepared as you can be but I really do believe whenever we were younger and we adopted from Ethiopia, we always talk about how we had this sort of naive courage mm-hmm. that comes from like not having <laughs> the crud kicked out of you enough in life yet. <laughs> not really <laughs> experiencing those challenges, yeah. knowing that there's going to be yeah. challenges, but not really. So yeah. like, I think that sort of protected us a lot when we were adopting them. Mm-hmm. And they're, when you adopt all the adoption 
starts with loss. Mm -hmm. So like they've experienced a world of loss. They've lost their family. They've lost their birth culture. If they're, if you're adopting mm -hmm. internationally, mm. all those kinds of things. And so I've never it, heard that. It is all very difficult. starts with loss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's, so there's something really beautiful about it, but it also is a very broken thing that like and we're yeah. Christians. So like, like the original design of like creation was not that there would be orphans, you know, Mm -hmm. right. people kids would be in families you mm -hmm. know yeah. and so this is sort of a redeeming of that brokenness in a way that is going to come with cost is going to come with pain is going to come with heartache sacrifice all those things and yeah. i think as those children come into your home both worlds colliding in those ways there's it's a lot beautiful of and, and very hard at the yeah. same time yeah when you um when you bring children into your home, you're agreeing to step into their suffering. And so um, that's one thing I think we were a little naive about. Like you go through a lot of adoption training to kind of prepare you, you know, what to expect. But seeing children grieve firsthand mm -hmm. is really heartbreaking yeah. and just coping mechanisms for the trauma that they've been through. And, you that know, every long lasting, mm -hmm. every yeah. child has a different story. So, yeah. you know, it's it can be challenging, but. At the same time, it's so beautiful to see our children blossoming and just the strength and the resiliency mm -hmm. that they have to overcome yeah. the things they've been through. When you first said stepping into their suffering, mm -hmm. my first thought was like, oh, well, is that like, you know, consoling somebody for a week, like mm -hmm. after a loss? But mm -hmm. I've, I feel like it is like 10 years, you years know? where yeah. you're our in boys that have process. Been home 10 years and we still have conversations with them. Wow. Yeah. You know. And questions. And as they grow older, you know, there's that looks different for it them. So yeah. the ways that they were grieving when they first came home as really scared children, they had we were dealing wow. with malnutrition and, you know, bonding mm -hmm. issues and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of that kind of resolved. But, you know, as they're older, there's a lot of questions of like, you know, why did that happen to me or why did that have to happen or who mm -hmm. am I? You mm -hmm. know, that yeah. kind of stuff. So. You shared the story about how uh, Jude and Liam had never seen ice yeah. <laughs> before you gave them like yeah. apple juice. And it's like, uh -huh. I, I've recently been fortunate to have a mentor who's like just trying to get me to, in some ways it sounds like a hype man, but he, he's like, he's like, dude, you need to kind of believe in yourself or essentially like believe that God made you for a purpose. Like yeah. it's kind of where it all starts is yes. that understanding. Yeah. And I, and that is not, I don't think uh, frequently occurring in situations where there's adoption, I think, you know, that aspect of, of loss with those, with those kids, the understanding that God loves me, I'm here for a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And gosh, I have all the advantages working in my favor and I still couldn't understand yeah. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How much more difficult is it for, mm -hmm. yeah. but what, what type of families would you say, or parents do well with adoption or would mm -hmm. do well with adoption? <laughs> what qualities are, uh, I would say you need to be, very flexible and hold loosely to plans because yeah. that's a big one there. Like, yeah. um, you, you know, when your children come home, a lot of times you, you have an idea of what your child's going to be like. And while you're waiting for them to come home, similar to when you have a child biologically, mm -hmm. you're kind of dreaming of like what their personality might be like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you bring your children home, a lot of times like they're their own person, mm -hmm. you know? Right. And so, mm -hmm. especially with older child adoption. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very much so. I think when we adopted Penelope, I don't know that any any amount of preparation can mm. really get you ready for adopting a, a teenager. Essentially, yeah. she was almost a teen, yeah, and a teenage uh, girl. And, yeah. yeah, I remember yeah. myself when I was fifteen. Is yeah. nuts. Yeah, Lord help my mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think there, it, the beauty of adopting internationally is that you have to slow down. 
to communicate. Mm. Oh. So you can't be quite as reactive. This is one of the best things I think happened whenever we adopted Penelope. Yeah. Is that she was a ball of emotion, as were mm-hmm. we. <laughs> and it's so easy whenever you don't really know why there's tension here. Why are we fighting? Why are you angry? You know, with our with our biological children, we can maybe react a lot more on the fly mm-hmm. and not be as intentional with our words. Mm. But when you're using a dadgum translator app, yeah. you have to talk so slowly and so intentionally and think about every single word because you know that, I mean, one funny story is one night Penelope was really hungry and she just wanted to eat something and we'd had kind of a big skirmish, I guess. Mm-hmm. I didn't, we didn't really know what it was about, but by the end of it, I was like, hey, so we cool? Like, what do you want to eat for dinner? Let's go eat something for dinner. And she talks into the translator app and it tells me, I want to eat the flesh of a bull killed in the fight. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what the? And that was steak. You steak. want some steak? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. She wanted steak. And that's how it translated it. Apps, you know, translation yeah. apps are so yeah. accurate. It's amazing. I mean, I guess technically that's steak, you know? Yeah. So we would have those things where, you know, if, if, uh. if we're just saying, something in yeah. the heat of the moment, it probably would have deteriorated a lot more quickly. Mm. But you're having to really slow down, slow your heartbeat. Yeah. Be very intentional. Be so intentional. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's that's just a big a big thing is intentional parenting. Yeah. Um, they're kids and so you're gonna obviously, you know, parent them the way that you parent adopted children a lot of times. It, you just have to be so much more intentional and understand that a lot of times the behaviors that you're seeing, you know, there's something underlying there you know and so they might have a reaction that you don't understand but it's generally from some place you know previously that came from trauma or yeah some something difficult that they've been through and so mm. um just keeping a very open mind being very intentional yeah. is really important listening listening a lot more than you talk yeah which as a parent your temptation is to yeah. be in talking yeah, you, you think that, that if you tell your children, like, well, this is how it's supposed to be, or this is how we treat mm-hmm. our siblings, or this is how we, you know, talk to each other. But a lot of times, just kind of hearing their heart, you know, is, is so much more important. And then they, they feel safe, and they feel loved, and then they can share with you more openly. Kind of two sides to this question, I want to start with the kids, is identity. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with the identity of your children when yeah. half are biological, sure. half are adopted, half like the adopted side bringing in that weight of loss mm. and the questions year after year, even when they're into their teens. And how do you deal with helping each little kid find themselves within your family, but still have such different upbringings? Mm-hmm. Do you want to take that? Or? <laughs> I mean, it's a big one. I think something that we we're very intentional about celebrating their birth culture and their heritage. And so we celebrate Chinese new year. We celebrate the Mid-Autumn Moon Festival. We celebrate all these things. I mean, Ethiopian New Year, all these. We try to eat their food. I mean, the boys don't really love Ethiopian food (laughs) as much, but Penelope's so hardcore Chinese food. So (laughs) even with Penelope, we try to go back to China every two years, partly because Mm -hmm. we want to champion that in her, but also because we actually signed a contract with her when we adopted her that we would let her go back and visit her friends every two years. So that was fun. She she was a little negotiator whenever we were. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so different when you adopt older children and they can, you know, kind of tell you like what they need and what they want and that kind of thing. But she's very connected to her birth culture. And we want that to be true for all of our kids. Um, Mm -hmm. So celebrating that in any way Mm -hmm. we can 
can, whether that's, you know, food or holidays or, you know, resources, books and um, that kind of thing. Just it's very important that they know that um, they can be very proud of where they came from and that their birth culture is very beautiful Mm -hmm. and they, you know, they can celebrate both. They can be, you know, Americans and they can be Ethiopian. They can be American and Chinese and that that's a beautiful thing. And sort of back to your, what you were saying earlier. That's deep, Amanda. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hold on that, like. That should apply for so many more yeah. people than it does, like understanding mm-hmm. beyond culture, but like, hey, I can actually, I don't know, like the, the election just got me thinking about yeah. it. Like, yeah. I can be uh, a, a Republican, but also still like, I don't yeah. know, it's just, it's interesting yeah. that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. understanding. There's such a divide of, yeah. there's so much yeah. more room for nuance in the world than we allow. Yeah. yeah. And I wish that we didn't take everything to extremes for no reason it doesn't help anybody sells well though it sells well (laughs) it really does i'm curious what your guys pantry looks like just between the (laughs) what grocery stores you got there is a lot of grocery (laughs) stuff is (laughs) crazy and especially now that we have five teenagers like yeah it's intense then going to another side real quick the identity of you guys yeah and your Mm -hmm. relationship and your marriage yeah yeah seven kids mm. i mean our daughter alone has challenged our relationship sure. has challenged our bond our mm-hmm. time for each other yeah. yeah the prioritizing of of marriage before kids it's tough. you guys have seven yeah. yeah all with their own little worlds of challenges and mm-hmm. how do you keep the identity of you guys when it's two against seven <laughs> yeah. yeah i uh, think yeah we yeah. have learned a lot of things over the years how not to do it. Yeah, that's for sure. And I would say that we've had seasons where we did it really well and seasons where we really struggled. And a mm-hmm. lot of times, mm-hmm. like earlier on, after like bringing home a child or a couple of children or even having a baby, like it can be harder because you don't have as much time mm-hmm. for each other and you're really trying to pour into the new mm-hmm. kids or, you know, child. And so mm-hmm. um, that can be really challenging. And we've seen times where we kind of let that slip and we weren't being as intentional, you know, with our yeah. time together. And I would say in this season has been really sweet and really good because I think we've been through enough ups and downs that mm-hmm. we yeah. kind of started to grasp like what we really need as a couple to yeah. stay really strong and really prioritizing that and making sure that that is first because, you know, it is so easy to get kind of sucked into all the distractions or just pouring into the kids that it can take, you know, a back seat and then that's not good, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because it's so important for our kids to see that mom's healthy, dad's healthy, and that they have a strong marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the best gifts you can give your kids, especially yeah. if you have adopted children to mm-hmm. see a stability in their parents' marriage. What can happen that's super unfortunately easy is that whenever you have so many years of shared history mm-hmm. and a shared story, you can cease to truly know your spouse. You know, you can really, you've kind of got this new narrative that you've built in your mind of who your spouse really is because of these experiences that you, and from your perspective of them. And so there needs to really be a continual pursuing one pursuing yeah. of like knowing them, not knowing who you've sort of mm-hmm. painted them to become, even though maybe that's not accurate to you. You, you sort of know your spouse a lot better whenever you first get married, mm. which is mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Because to you think are about. being so intentional. Because you are yeah. being so intentional. So that over the years, you don't really necessarily know your spouse and they don't necessarily know you. They know this shared history mm-hmm. and you're all constantly changing. I mean, I've, I've been married to eight different women and she's been married <laughs> to eight different men, you know, over the last 18 years. And wow. so, yeah. 
I think that that's one been one of the best gifts that we've had over the last couple of years mm-hmm. is that we're we, we've really started over this particularly I would say last two years yeah to really really relearn who each other is yeah mm-hmm. you know I think especially once we brought Penelope and Lincoln home from China mm. there was a, a large loss of identity for a while because we were just trying to stay above with water. you. With me in particular. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know as much about you. I know I. In different ways. In different ways. And, you know, you can go through like postpartum depression with mm-hmm. adoption yeah. too. Not just wow. not biologically. I definitely and hit that. You struggled with that at first. I think it was kind of a shock. And you would think like, oh, you already have five kids. Two more wouldn't be that big of a deal. But that was probably the hardest transition yeah. for us. Um, older child adoption and she doesn't speak mm-hmm. the same language as us. Right. So that there's just a whole lot going there. And then Lincoln yeah. had a really scary, hard mm-hmm. diagnosis that we were not really prepared yeah. for. And so we were facing brain surgery for him. And so there was just a, just a flood of all these challenges Jeez. all at the same time. And we were just trying to stay afloat. And so that's obviously going to be hard to be pouring into one another yeah. when you're just trying to make sure everything's going to be okay. Yeah. So We kind of yeah. joke the other, like two weeks ago, our fifth kiddo became a teenager. And I was like, man, I've got five teenagers. It's a good thing I already went through my midlife crisis, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, 38. Yeah. I've already gone through my midlife crisis, so we're good. But uh, have you guys ever argued before? Ever? Never. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I can count on five, I, five hands. I would say <laughs> we we try to be very um, this week. very intentional, especially like on our channel, to make sure that we're always honoring each other. And so I, I, I'm very intentional to mm. want yeah. to build him up and um, just verbally speak affirmation over him. And so I think sometimes, you know, we, we'll get questions like, do your kids fight or do you fight? Um, because we are trying to stay positive and we're trying to be encouraging and that kind of thing. But yeah. we'll say, like, it's also a challenge because we are complete opposites. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's Mr. Extrovert, you know, do all the things with all the people all the time. My She's baby. Mother and Teresa. No. <laughs> but I'm, I am, you know, like, a, a quiet night at home is just... It's great, you know, mm. and so yeah, we're complete opposites. So we've had to learn how to how to love each other really well, and how yeah. to to do that in the way that each other receives it because mm-hmm. we're so different. Yeah, I want to so. give you credit. It's interesting. We've interviewed I don't know four dozen couples. Yeah, and I don't know if there's been such a good bounce yeah. back listening, like kind of playing off each other. It's yeah. it's cool mm-hmm. to see you guys are very equal and how you let each other contribute which is yeah. Yeah, that's rare good to know. <laughs> i will yeah, say it, it's a first yeah because yeah. usually awesome. the dynamic we always <clears throat> see is like there's the speaker yeah right you, and you kind of have yeah yeah, yeah. I want to talk about YouTube next i i also sure. want to give you credit though about uh how you describe the trouble and knowing your spouse I, I it made me think mm. of we watched the movie chair cherry the other day yeah which would i don't mm. would not recommend that it's very dark that's okay. what i've heard it's very I, heavy I, i'm gonna watch it's, it but yeah. i haven't yet it's a phenomenal <laughs> again, movie no recommendation yeah, yeah. It's good, but it kind of like gets you here but he, they, yeah. they uh he, it's kind of about relationships yeah as well mm-hmm. and he talks about like do you ever stop and think about what made you fall in love with your spouse like not mm-hmm. where you were or yeah or like these broad strokes, but like the fine, like, yeah. what was it about the way she smelled? Yeah. Or like the little things, like, dang, it actually made me yeah. think, yeah. We, we just had a five year anniversary and it's like, mm-hmm. you do just get caught up in the routine mm-hmm. of, and mm-hmm. it's so much different than when you're dating and you're like yeah. obsessed with mm-hmm. what, are, hey, what are you up to? And what are you reading? And I don't know, it's just, there's fewer questions, I guess, yeah. at yeah. the beginning, but. Something I started last <laughs> year is I've got two running notes on my Apple notes on my phone. And one list is my favorite memories with her. Mm. 
and one list is my favorite things about her. And I'll write, I mean, I try to add to that as much as I can. As soon as something pops up, I add it to the list. And uh, that's been a pretty cool and you read it to thing. me before, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Really she cool. didn't know I had it for a while. And yeah. And one day. I think we were going <laughs> through like, something. And I, I think we were, like, arguing about something. And you you just pulled it out and you started reading. And I was like, what? Like, it was really sweet. Wow. But I'm really grateful for the, those challenges that we've been through and those really difficult times. Because I feel like it has, um, in so many ways, kind of shaped our relationship to be a lot stronger and a lot closer and mm. we appreciate each other and our differences so much more now because of the things we've been through yeah so why youtube so you come from the pizza slash uh, what was <laughs> pizza it like? and snow cone pizza so snow cone <laughs> music background music yeah you've I been mean, momming for a while yeah. <laughs> yeah and youtube is new within the past Couple two years. years yeah so we were doing i've been a pastor for 15 years i was a pastor before we did youtube and so doing music and writing and writing books and stuff like that. That was sort of our, our main thing. And traveling with, and band traveling and with my band and all yeah. that kind of stuff like that. And so then we were just kind of like, honestly, kind of burnt out. Just and I was like trying to think of a way to kind of contribute to the family. Well, I'm backing up. I'm backing up on that. Oh, before that. We'll okay. Get there. Oh, yes. <laughs> we'll yes. There. Okay. So we, we were just like sort of in dreaming mode mm. for a while. And we came across this family on YouTube who just traveled around with their nine kids yeah. in an RV. And who? they were... Family Nor- Fun Pack? Norpin South was the name of the, of the, yeah. the YouTubers. Wow. And we were and like, have, oh like, my gosh. Like Adopted kids as well, like blended yeah. family. We're like, mm-hmm. wow, that's amazing. And they did it really well. We're like, how yeah. is that possible? And yeah. this is at a time when I thought YouTube was like Vimeo. Like it's just a place I host my video <laughs> and I put it on my website. You know? yeah. yeah, I didn't realize how like robust of an algorithm and social media platform and all that that yeah. it was. So we started talking. We went on a date night and went to Starbucks and got a coffee and, and we're just like, what? came up with our whole thing. It was gonna be like called Adventure for Nine and we're gonna do this whole thing. And that's when we got Lincoln's diagnosis for Moya Moya and he was gonna need bilateral brain surgery and all this kind mm. of things. So we're like. Well, let's put that on hold because yeah, we're not we going to be traveling. Yeah. So about a year, little about a year after we adopted the kids from China, yeah. Amanda was like, "I think we should start this thing. I think we should start a vlog." It was hard, honestly, because I am so much more introverted, and so that that felt like scary for me to think about putting our family out there, even if you know it's something like YouTube where you kind of have full control of like the type of content you create and how much you'd want to upload that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It still was really scary. So I was kind of exploring every other option out there. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, we need to pay, pay for brain surgeries. You know, what if we mm. do some real estate stuff? What if we, you know, I was just trying to find anything else. And, and we had done this before. She's Mrs. Compassionate. Like, she'll be like, oh, I'll watch kids. And then she'll be like, <laughs> I'm going to watch your kid for 80 hours a week for a hundred dollars. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, babe, like, I know you want to be a blessing to these people, but that's like, that's like a dollar an hour. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't really going to pay you change. Yeah. That wasn't really going to help. But um, yeah, when we decided like, you know, there was a lot of people that were asking about our family's story. You know, we had all these children we had adopted and just obviously a, a kind of unique looking family. Um, and so there's a, a lot of people that were asking us to share more about our story. And so yeah. we decided to kind of take that leap. And I thought, you know, okay, it's just going to be our family and a couple of friends that are going to watch these videos and yeah. didn't really think that we thought like if it went somewhere, it would take just 
a long time. And we put that first video out, um, the kids adoption video and just, it just took off immediately. Yeah. So that was exciting and kind of scary. And we're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess we're really doing this. Yeah. And mm. so, yeah, it's been an incre incredible Pretty journey, wild. but we're having so much fun with it. So like, I guess 2018, September, 2018, mm -hmm. this one, I, probably idiotically made the decision to go full-time on youtube we were like oh this is a good month on youtube i bet this will last forever <laughs> let's quit our full-time job and yeah. be youtubers <laughs> and uh and you know <laughs> it was interesting it's fun though like we, yeah i'm able to be home yeah. all the time yeah and that's been a really nice change that's been incredible face. we've gotten to know each other better because of it you know, that's been, I mean, it's been sort of like right before COVID hit. I mean, it's sort of right when we, I guess it wasn't 2018, it was 2019. 2019, Sorry, yeah. yeah. Wow. Right before COVID hits, whenever we did all this. And so all of a sudden I'm home mm -hmm. and we're out on the back porch every morning, like wow. drinking coffee, praying together, reading our Bible together, Sorry, talking about yeah. what kind of video are we going to make this week? And just, it is really, it really has been a gift yeah. for us. Who watches more YouTube? Probably, you. I don't know. I think we both do, you know, quite a bit. Just trying to see other, you know, creators mm -hmm. and that kind of yeah. thing. It's really interesting. But we have very limited time, so yeah. it's like you kind of got to pick wisely. <laughs> it's funny. Like, I watch Friends. Yeah. Like, I think once yeah. there's a relational element to it, I'm more interested. But most of what I watch on YouTube is, like, binging with Babish. Like, mm. if you're, are you familiar with him? Like, Fuga. he cooks, like, meals yeah. from movies. It's yeah. amazing. I'm a movie guy. I like, fanatic about movies. So, like, mm. I love that stuff. And, mm. you know, those are, kind of, those are the kinds of things I watch. But I'm more of a, you know, movie guy than a YouTube guy. Yeah. yeah. Which about you guys? Oh, for Andrew. sure me. No, oh, I yeah. Like, well, I mean, you know everything about us already. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I don't even he's know. watched a lot of our stuff. <laughs> I don't know if Sean's ever watched a YouTube video, maybe. Probably not start to finish. Yeah. yeah. I, I get uh, that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's, I love it so much, but on the, on the other side of things, and I became so aware of this when we had our daughter, where it's yeah. like, there's such a treadmill to the business yeah. where it's like, dude, it's, mm -hmm. I feel like I, I'm behind. Right. And I'm, freaking doing everything i can to just keep my head above water like the algorithm or like what yeah. the latest trend is it's like yes. oh my gosh this is stressful and i gotta just mm -hmm. at some point just you know trust yeah. that uh, you know it's okay we're putting yeah. our best foot forward yeah. <laughs> it should be all right but Same. i have a theory yeah. about youtube that they'll just like change everything up like four or five times a year yeah just, just survival of the fittest see who, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Makes see who it will through. survive yeah uh, see who's really paying attention yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and it's like because you'll go from like two hundred thousand views to like eighty thousand views in a day crazy and you're like what just happened you know mm -hmm. and uh has, has it been so first of all are you are you glad that you didn't start off doing youtube with the family yes. i mean it's like go, go ahead oh yeah. yeah you mean like when we first through yeah. our family and all that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I would say there's so many challenges with adopting children and they really need that space to mm. process and as a family to really kind of bond and grow. Mm -hmm. And so I am really grateful. We had pretty much a full year, a little bit more. Yeah. Um, we didn't really start that until it really felt like, okay, our family is really strong and doing well. And our kids like would, were really on board with that. You know, they were all mm -hmm. really excited about the idea of like making some videos and that kind of yeah. thing. But I couldn't imagine doing that and bringing home children who were really struggling and yeah. grieving and, you know, you're trying to get to know them mm. and really pour into yeah. them. And I, especially, you know, we, 
we really make it a point. We don't do clickbait. We don't do fake drama. We don't exploit our kids. We don't want in five years our kids to be like, well, gee, thanks, Dad. For yeah. So, yeah. like, there are aspects of adopting and whatever that if we if we wanted to grow really fast, we could mm. show a lot of that stuff and yeah. not really be honoring our kids. That's their story. Yeah. So I, I'm really glad that we, A, didn't even have the temptation to... Oh, should we show this on YouTube? With, you know, this struggle or this pain or this whatever. People want to see get like the views a real. If we do, yeah. yeah, people want to see a, a real, honest picture, and so we'll say that you know we've we decided we're not going to show any any time that our kids are struggling or having a hard time. You know, we're not going to show that, but we'll talk about how we have struggles. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll talk about you know just the challenges that there are because we want people to know like, hey, we're just like everyone else, and like there are a lot of challenges and there are ups and downs, yeah. but we're not going to put a camera in our kid's face and show yeah. that. And so especially mm. those Cry. early on, yeah, those early <laughs> on days, bringing the kids home. I'm yeah. glad we had privacy. Yeah. So. I was just watching a, a breakdown. Uh, we were talking earlier of someone evaluating like a certain family who does family vlogs. Mm. And I got to me thinking, I feel like the type of content that at least we do, I classify completely separate than these like scripted reality yeah. family vlogs where it's yeah. like, Oh, my dad gave me $10,000 to spend on uh, yeah. Fortnite today. <laughs> right. And it's like, you know, is that real? I don't Did think Fortnite so. give you that money? Yeah. Or did your dad <laughs> like, give you yeah. that? Yeah. It's like, it, I almost just consider ours like home video stories. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just, I I want to distance myself from that setup yeah. kind of storyline as yeah. much yeah. as possible. So That's exactly us. I mean, like, as far as I can remember back from knowing you, we would sit up in your like game room upstairs when we were dating. And watch home videos. Yeah. I mean, that was like our thing. Like, so we've sort of always done that every holiday, every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, every anything. When all the family gets together, we're watching home videos. And so we love to document the journey. It's kind of like home videos for us. And it's really fun because we get to watch back with our kids. And they love that. They're like, oh, remember when we did that? You know, Mm -hmm. they don't sometimes they don't even remember doing it. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. so it's kind of getting to relive. It's really fun. Yeah. I feel like I have big questions as far as we usually ask every couple the same like closing question and Mm -hmm. talk about relationship, but you guys fill so many buckets and you have lived (laughs) so much more than the average couple that we've actually interviewed. And I, I want to go back to adoption, parenting, all of it. If you could sum it up, which is, all, all but impossible. <laughs> <laughs> and you were to give a, a small glimpse. What is the one thing you would say about adoption? And what's the one thing you would say about parenting? I think with parenting, presence is the most important thing. And the same with marriage, too. I mean, giving my children the, the honor of my eyes instead of the, you know, the top of my head. Looking down at a phone. That's a really big struggle, but I think that that would cover a whole gamut of, of things mm. from, from adoption to parenting, to marriage, to friendship, to anything, you know, I think mm. that's a huge thing. Giving your kids the honor of your eyes, being present because they're going to talk your ear off. And sometimes you're like, I really don't care about that anime show or whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but they do, you know, and when it comes to bonding with your kids, whether it be biological or adopted, 
just them knowing you really care, them knowing that I would say that the four most powerful words, I'm proud of you, you know, knowing that you're really proud of your kids, that they're mm. knowing that their dad is really proud of them. Yeah. You know, I think I was 31 years old. The first time I remember my dad telling me that and I hung up the phone and bawled, you know, mm. as a 31 year old man, you know. Yeah. And it was on Father's Day. Amanda was out of town. My dad called. I had just finished watching The Impossible, which is a crazy sad movie. And so maybe that's why I was bawling anyway. I don't know. But he just said, Dad, you know, Stephen, I want you to know I'm proud of you. And I was just like, dang, man, my soul's been longing to hear those words, you know. Mm -hmm. So I try to make it a point to tell my kids that every opportunity I get. And not just like... You know, I'm really like Kira. Kira is the best at reminding me how to do this the right way. Okay. Cause you can just say I'm proud of you and it's, it's lip service. Kira, I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you, dad. For what? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so then like I get the opportunity to like really affirm. Yeah. And it's the same with Penelope, same with Jude, same with yeah. Liam, same with Reese. I mean, especially the girls, I would say. Yeah, but the boys too, like that they know that their dad's proud of them. I would say with adoption, it's such a beautiful journey, but it's also very challenging. And so I think that most people will look into it and, you know, we hear so many people say like, I've thought about adopting, you know, but there's all these things that worry them. And so I would say like, yes, there are challenges, Mm -hmm. but it's so worth it. It's so worth it and it will change your life and it will change who you are mm-hmm. and your perspective and the amount of empathy and compassion that you have and really how you view yourself because you see these children who are struggling and who've gone through things that you really can't even imagine yourself and it changes you and it, and it grows you and it grows you as a family and it grows you as yeah. a couple and you know, so as much as I can look back and be like, man, we've been through some hard stuff. Like, I would not change it for anything. Yeah. It's so worth it. Mm-hmm. Can I ask, I've, I, um, I have several friends who I grew up with who uh, had families where there was some type of special strain or trauma mm-hmm. placed on the parents because mm-hmm. of, you know, one of the kids had special needs and that was just like a unique uh Mm. stress right like it just yeah it it just is another you know of the thousand unknowns there's another one thrown on top that just Mm -hmm. complicates things with lincoln's brain surgery Mm -hmm. how did you make it through that what lessons did you learn that was a one day at a time kind of thing um and it was really challenging it was honestly probably the scariest thing we've ever been through yeah and you know, they had told us, like, if he doesn't have these surgeries, it's not a matter of if he has another stroke, but when. So we knew, mm-hmm. like, this is something that has to happen. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a long process, too, before we even got to the brain surgery. Yeah. So we got his diagnosis in May, April, mm-hmm. and he didn't have surgery till October. He was having so many seizures, they put him on steroids and he became a demon child for a while he, <laughs> he gained was like very, a thousand pounds he was he, like, yeah our happy baby they put him on this high dose to try to take down the the frequency of the seizures because yeah. he was just having so many a day 
and it made him aggressive yeah. and angry and he wouldn't sleep and he it was horrible it was just a yeah. very terrifying time for us and I just remember sometimes I would put a show on for the kids and then I'd go in the bathroom and just cry mm-hmm. because I just didn't know how to handle it yeah. I feel like that strengthened our faith in so many ways because yeah. it's during those times where you feel like, how am I going to get through this? How am I going to get through one more day? You know, mm-hmm. and how, what, where are those, you know, you're search, searching for answers. You don't even know like where it's going to come from. Yeah. And that seeing the Lord's faithfulness and having him carry us through that and being able to look back and be like, wow, like I cannot believe like we got through that, yeah. but we did. And God sustained us, you know, that's, it strengthens your faith in so many ways. And so, I mean, yeah, I, mm. it was the grace of God that we got through it. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, you don't yeah. know what you can do until you do it. And sometimes you're in situations where yeah. you have to. And you look right now and it's like Lincoln, you know, he's learning to say words. He's walking. He's running. He's, hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, Nash. <laughs> Hi. This is Nash. Thanks Hi for joining, bud. We were worried you weren't going to join in on this episode. But. So to think back to those days where he could only scoot, you know, and he could only grunt like a, you know, we always called him like a walker from the walking dead. Like he's just, uh, and that's all he can do, you know? And mm. and it's just like one day, buddy, one mm. day, you know, one day you're going to be walking, you're be doing all these and the things. doctors are saying like, I don't know, maybe he won't ever walk, you know? And then you see him start walking and then you see him start running after his brothers. And yeah. now he's saying words and he's mimicking and he's yeah. singing like he'll, he'll hum along to songs he's and he's like in pitch. tune and we're like, wow, kid. Like he's, yeah, it's remarkable. Wow. It's, it's incredible. Well, you guys have shared a wealth of knowledge and it seems like your experience has given you an incredible amount of wisdom. So yeah. I appreciate you. Sharing some that. of that with uh, with us today, and I'm excited. You guys are freaking in town now, so I let's know. go. <laughs> yes, we have to get the whole awesome. squad together. Seriously, <laughs> man, party! Be Gosh, awesome. <laughs> that would be wild. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it will be loud. <laughs> yeah, it, will be loud. it might get loud. Yeah. The way we end every podcast is: you guys have been through a lot, and you will continue to go through a lot. Mm-hmm. You have an ever changing, ever growing family. When it comes to you guys, what is the best piece of advice you would ever give or have ever been given about relationships? And one funny one, probably real. Number one, get a massage table for your wife. <laughs> it really will change the game. I mean, parenting is stressful, you know, and you carry that in your body, not just in your mind or in your heart. Like it, it you're, we're holistic beings. So like it always works itself into our body somehow. So mm. try to make it a priority to... Get a massage table. They're not expensive. (laughs) And then learn how to massage the right way. You're pretty serious about this. I really am serious about this. I think that's what she would say. Deeply appreciate it. Gift I've ever (laughs) given her. Yeah. I mean, it used to be like at the end of a a hard day, you go and you get a hot shower. But like having your spouse massage you is just one step up from that. Yeah. (laughs) I would also say, I mean, this is a little more serious. Like that's serious too, but don't be defensive. You know, like it's so easy. It's so easy to get defensive about Mm. everything. Your spouse is not attacking you. They're just passionate as much as you are about stuff. And it's okay. Like, this is the biggest thing I'm learning right now. Wow. So I'm saying it because I'm actively attacking it in my own life. Like, don't get defensive. Like, mm. my wife loves me. She's crazy about me. I'm pretty sure, I think. <laughs> and, uh, and she's not my enemy. Like, she's my friend. She's my best friend. And she really wants me to be the best version of me I can be. So like Dang. learn from what she has to say and don't get defensive about it. Yeah. 
just like learning each other to, to see things from each other's perspective is mm-hmm. I think really important. And be curious. Yeah. Be curious about what the other person is feeling or thinking. feeling why they're acting the way they're acting, saying the yeah. things they're saying, thinking the way they're thinking. Dang. Good stuff. I'm excited to hang out more. Thanks for Seriously, giving man. us the time. Thanks for having it's us. Pleasure to meet you in person. Absolutely. Too, so. yeah, Thank you guys. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thank you guys so much. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there, we don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners, and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.